Purchases are murdering America. Most people swear they love America, yet they are killing America one shopping cart at a time. Four woke mega funds control $22 trillion and they pushed all the brands into just 11 companies. Let's just look at lotions, hand cream, soaps, and detergents. When you spend your money and you go shopping here, that money goes right out the door and as it's distributed and broken apart it goes into that dark ugly icky funnel of money that funnels to impacting america negatively your money funds black lives matter critical race theory antifa the trans agenda you have to make a choice to save america folks make woke go broke dot click will teach you quit pumping 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 your money into these woke companies you have to choose to save america do it now go to make woke go broke dot click make woke go broke dot click do it now hey there folks jovan hutton pulitzer welcome to cut the crap this is a well, I guess we could call it a weekend version, couldn't we, of Cut the Crap, where we talk about culture, race, and American politics. A little more casual. This one, grab your coffee. Because we're going to talk about culture, race, and American politics and what's going on in our country and how it affects every single one of us. And uh, happy Father's Day to any and everybody out there watching. Thank you for joining the program. Um, Frank says, happy Father's Day. and Great job to the women who love us. You're right. Uh, sounds not right. Let's see what we've got here. I bet you I know what it is. Ready? Yes, I do know what it is. How's that? Is that better? Every now and then I forget to push a particular button. It happens. Didn't have my uh, coffee. Hopefully that uh, fixed it for everybody. Um, it's just a simple button in the studio. We've been we've been reconfiguring quite a bit of things uh, in our software, hardware, etc. It's why the openings uh, aren't there. Everything's kind of being reconfigured and done. We blew it all out for the Flag Day eight-hour telethon, which, by the way, we're going to rerun this afternoon, two p.m. And since it's eight hours, it'll run 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time for those of you who did not get to see it because it uh, took place uh, during the week. 
Anyway, hey, by the way, I'm starting to getting more pictures, more selfies of photos, people that have gotten the book, uh, Countdown to Chaos. I truly, truly appreciate your support. Very important book. Very, very important book. For today's program, we're going to take a look at hate speech. I'm going to give you a perspective on it that most people may not uh, be connecting all the dots. My job is to connect the dots for you. I want to remind you one thing. The underlying issue that's going on with all of us right now. Dave says he's going to send me a selfie today. Thank you very much. Make sure you do that. Hold up the book. Send me a selfie with the book. Um, but we're going to talk about hate speech and how Craig hates that topic. <laughs> I want to give you a filter that when you watch these things, I want to give you a peek into why they're recurring. And I want to show you the systematic process by which it's happening. Basically, it's all orchestrated because we're under a war. I've always told you that those four major companies that control $22 trillion of our money, you know, your retirements and all the other stuff, are in cahoots with the government and a world government. And what they're trying to do is push us into complete submission. Let me remind you of this. This is Mr. Fink, the head of BlackRock, admitting what they have to do. You, you now make a point of, that's, that's an investment criteria for you. Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. 54% uh, of the incoming class are women. We, we added four more points in terms of diverse uh, employment this year. And it, if it, it, you know, what we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, it, your compensation could be impacted, okay? We're doing the same thing. And so it's just, it, you have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. And that's not just not recruiting. It is development, as Ken said. And ultimately, it's still going to take time, but I am just as much shocked as Ken is that we have not seen more opportunities. And we're going to have to force change. Okay. Setting this up for you. They know in the United States of America that they've got to be very careful with force because we're a country that own guns. That is why they're after the Second Amendment. It's one of the key things they have to do. They've got to get rid of our guns. And so in America, the way they force this is they force it through our shopping. They force it through... Uh, uh, corporations, nonprofits, et cetera, even shutting down things they don't like, like when PayPal or where you were supporting truckers in Canada, they shut it all down. So we're under one huge forced compliance thing. Debbie says, hey, my beef's on the way. Debbie, thank you so very much, folks. Uh, she's talking about our never, ever beef. Debbie, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I am come from a beef family. And when you 
check out the beef. No antibiotics, no hormones, no mRNA, never have it, never will. And the herd's been controlled this way for 30 generations. I'm telling you, you are in for a treat. This is one way you're fighting the cabal. You're fighting the cabal to not get these poisons in our body that they're doing. You know our world's changing. And she evidently went up to NeverEverBeef.club, NeverEverBeef.club. You should consider that if you worry about your food supply. Anyway, and I did see somebody comment that the book's not in in Australia. Here's why it made me think that. In Australia, they do force the mRNA in your beef. Sorry, guys. Those of you that have ButcherBox, great company, but they get their beef from Australia. That's why we did this. We had to, we had to fix this problem for everybody. But anyway. Uh, Australia, you should have the book. I'll check on that for you. Who, Keith said that? Who said that? Uh, I saw it. It went by too fast. But anyway, um, and yeah, you're right. There you go. Another Montana. Best, best beef you ever had. I'm telling you, off the freaking charts. Not only has the beef not had any MNRA or any of that, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. It's just kind of unsolicited, but I'm, I'm glad you did it. But you also know that you're getting the cuts that normally restaurants would reserve and the beef's been aged for 21 days. The beef in the uh, supermarket is never aged like that. The beef has been aged for 21 days. Anyway, if you want to change your life with beef, go to our uh, never ever beef dot club, sign up. It's, stellar. Anyway, let's move on with the program. So we're in the midst of a global war. We're in the midst that they openly say they have to force us. In the United States of America, they got to walk a very fine line because we're an armed country. They're pushing hard to get rid of our Second Amendment. And so they do it in different ways. Dumb us down, beat us down. They control the schools. They control the media airways and stuff. So today we're going to look at this forced culture we're going through in America. And we're going to look at specifically the topic of hate speech. What is hate speech? Should we even have hate speech? Is speech speech? Do we need to curb free speech? I think you're going to find this one very enlightening. Do me a favor, share the program. But first, I want to show you, if you're a conservative and you're doing something as simple as wearing a red MAGA hat, And you go to the wrong place. Expressing your free speech, expressing your freedom and liberty, you get attacked. Here's an example of what's going on right now. Guy, I'm welcome here. I am welcome here. No, you're not. You're not welcome here. Yes, I am. not welcome here. I am welcome here. We don't give a fuck about Trumpers. Local Blair White is welcome here. Let's fucking go. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is Nazi. Nazi right here. We don't we don't take Nazis here. Oh. No Nazi sympathizers. No Nazi sympathizers. I'm not a Nazi. Go home, Nazi. Nazi. Go home, Nazi. They try to take my hat. Let's go. We don't want you here, Nazi. Go home, Nazi. We don't want you here, Nazi. Oh, he's so mad. Go home, Nazi. He's so mad. He's so angry. We got black, 
So that's just being on the street. She, uh, conservative, obviously identifying as a conservative, going to a uh, gay pride day, right? Walking through with a hat, not saying anything, really walking through with a hat, immediately called fascist, Nazi, etc. Just the very beginning, one more time. Welcome here. Oh, you, all the people in the background flipping off the camera, other stuff, pay attention to all the surrounding stuff. All she's doing is walking through the event. I'm so, yeah, I'm welcome here. I am welcome here. No, you're not. You're not welcome here. Yes, Kate I am. Not welcome here. I am welcome we don't here. Give a fuck about Trumpers. Local Blair White is welcome here. No, you're not welcome Let's here. fucking go. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is Nazi. Nazi right here. We don't we don't take Nazis here. Oh. No Nazis sympathizers. No Nazis sympathizers. I'm not a Nazi. Go home, I'm not Nazi. They try to take my hat. Let's go. We don't want you here, Nazi. Go home, Nazi. We don't want you here, Nazi. Oh, he's so mad. So here is the backdrop I'm I'm going to share this with. She's walking through the event. She's wearing a MAGA hat. The gay community, certain ones, not all of them at all, start attacking her for walking through. Start calling her names for what she personally believes, as identified by the hat. Don't forget, she's at a place where everybody identifies with the rainbow flag. As you can see, it gave them permission in their minds to attack her, to call her names, to even violate her space and try to take her personal property. The one fellow who was doing this, and I'm going to identify him as a fellow, although he might not identify as a fellow, went as far as taking her property, right? Trying to take her property and stuff. So this is, I, I want to share with this because that is the definition of right that is the definition you're right tolerant left is not tolerant the tolerant left is not tolerant but that's the definition of not accepting somebody just for how they look or how they dress now that i've set that standard let's talk about what's going on in regards to free speech first place i want to take you is poland gdansk poland because all across the world, and I want to tie this in for you together, all across the world, governments are now introducing new bills that are calling speech a hate crime. Hate speech and hate crimes are no abstract issue for us here in Gdansk. My predecessor, Mayor Paweł Adamowicz, member of the European Committee of the Regions, was a subject to extended um, hate campaign. 
he paid the highest price we could imagine. But this is not the issue only here in Gdansk. This is unfortunately the issue worldwide. Therefore, I deeply believe that putting hate speech and hate crimes into EU-wide extended list of crimes will really change the world. This is no longer local issue. Hate speech and hate crimes are a global threat to democracy and freedom. Now, I want to I want to put a filter on this for you as well. If you look at the evolution of what happened here in the United States, long time ago, probably when you went to high school, maybe junior high, I used to hate it when my sisters would say, oh, you're, you're so gay. It was an insult. It was part of the uh, verbology, right? That, was an insult. It's just, oh, that's so gay. Just kind of meant it, it's stupid. In this transition that we went through back then, the gay community was, well, don't even use that word. Just erase that word. You shouldn't even say it. Okay. Well, that word was erased. Then as we come into the 80s and into the 90s, especially getting to the beginnings of the 20s, we started to have this thing called hate crimes. Now, we understood what hate crimes were. If somebody was running down the street, scream or driving down the street, hanging out their window, yelling Allo Akbar or I hate gays, and they're running them over with their car, then you kind of knew it was a hate crime, right? It was kind of very obvious, very obvious that, that that was a hate crime because the person's words and the person's ideology evidently dictated what they decided to do when they went out and killed people. So our country started implementing hate crime bills. But just like long ago, it used to be you should be able to love anybody you want to love, and you should be able to, if you're a gay couple, sign up your partner on your health insurance, and it just keeps inching, and it just keeps inching, just keeps inching, and now there's legalized gay marriage. Well, every time you do any type of law, you must always consider the evolutionary impact of it. What will it transmorph into next? Interesting word, transmorph. But you, you follow what I'm saying. They, they continue. They always continue to evolve. They always continue to evolve. Okay? Follow me? So now we've gone all the way through gay marriage to, well, this trans stuff to, well, we want to tell your kids about it to, well, it should be in elementary school and we get to teach them about it and say it in the class. I just want you to understand the evolutionary concept of laws. What you're seeing in hate crime bills across the world is now they have come to the time in this war, this takeover of the globe and America, that they're now pushing hate speech into the category of it's a hate crime. Now words are being weaponized because they don't want you speaking out. So you heard it there in Poland. Poland's pushing for an EUI, European Union-wide, hate crime, hate speech bill. They're about to roll speech into it. One of the countries that's pushing back right now 
that's going through this is Ireland. It's happening in every single country. So let's go to Ireland. Listen to this lawmaker's words carefully. The Holocaust began in the very early 30s with hate speech. It pro- Okay. He starts out because Ireland's pushing this hate new hate speech bill as a crime, a real crime. And he starts out, I'm going to let you watch the whole thing. Nazism, Holocaust, started first as hate speech. Now, you see how they're connecting things together? They're now selling around the world that the way Hitler got into power and Hitler massacring millions was accomplished through hate speech as the seed. Now listen. The Holocaust began in the very early 30s with hate speech. It progressed from hate speech to hate crimes, and that progressed ultimately to the Holocaust. The attacks on the traveler community do not begin with on the night of the attack. They begin through the hate speech in pubs and the warm-up and the remarks around the place that give give a legitimacy to all this. The attacks, the homophobic attacks in parks do not begin on the night. They begin with homophobic remarks. They begin with smutty jokes. They begin with exclusion. But what happened in Navin, didn't, those children didn't get up some morning. And it, you know, there were conditions, it's a jokes, it's stuff online, it's stuff from television screens, etc. It's a conditioning that brought them to that dreadful position, a sort of a Lord of the Flies thing, but something that's fed into, and that has to be considered. Okay, as you hear my wolf howling. So I want to set up a, a few things with you. Hopefully he'll stop in a minute. I apologize. He wants in with me. <laughs> I want you to uh, understand here. <laughs> you hear my guy? Can y'all hear my guy in the background? It's the urge. I want to go get him. He's actually upset that I won't let him in the studio. Many times he sits under my my feet. Many times he sits under my feet. And uh, we, have, we start our morning always the same way. We start our morning. <laughs> we share bananas every morning. Every, every, every morning, right? Every single morning. Here, hang on one second. <laughs> Very sorry. It's an interesting thing. I digress. I'll get back to that thing. I I have a I have a North American red timber wolf. The you know the real McCoy. It's interesting. Chief is his name. Chief, yeah. Um <laughs> I'm going through an interesting process with him. You know, he he's was wild. When I rescued him, he was about this big. He would fit in the top of my hat. He couldn't see over it. Just flea infested, horrible. Just, you know, almost dead. Anyway, I, uh, he's been my companion now for 11 years. He's up under the desk right now at the moment, sitting at my feet. I I watch him. I watch his beautiful hair. He's now started to turn white. So I I suspect 
he's pushing the point that he's seriously aging, you know, and, and a wolf in the wild might last five years, six years, maybe. And he's almost 12. And so I'm worried he's starting to limp. One of my horses one time nipped him in the back and, uh, that injury has come back to haunt him. And so now he's, he's getting old and he really wants to be really close. And I think it's because he may be in pain, although I give him chondroitin and, and, uh, I can't even remember the other one, THC, you know, the real one, I'm just at a loss for a moment. So I think he's getting to the point that I'm probably going to have to deal with the fact that I'm going to lose him pretty soon, but he's gotten real uh, clingy in it, right? And so he feels, I guess he feels secure or better with me, but there's just times he wants to be best. Well, I, I apologize for that. I want to go back and forgive me. I mean, I, I, he would have gone, <laughs> he would have gone on, trust me. Um, I want to go back to this Irish lawmaker trying to sell to you that it all starts with speech, and that's what caused the Holocaust. But I also want to, as you get about two-thirds the way through of what he's talking about, he also says it begins with jokes, then it's hate speech, and then it's you're not including people, and it leads to death. Listen again. The Holocaust began in the very early 30s with hate speech. It progressed from hate speech to hate crimes, and that progressed ultimately to the Holocaust. The attacks on the traveler community do not begin with on the night of the attack. They begin through the hate speech in pubs and the warm-up and the remarks around the place that give, give a legitimacy to all this. The attacks, the homophobic attacks in parks do not begin on the night. They begin with homophobic remarks. They begin with smutty jokes. They begin with exclusion. But what happened in Navin, didn't, those children didn't get up some morning. And, it, you know, there were conditions. It's a jokes. It's stuff online. It's stuff from television screens, etc. It's a conditioning that brought them to that dreadful position. A sort of a Lord of the Flies thing, but something that's fed into. And that has to be considered. Okay, so you do understand. I showed you Poland first. This is Ireland. A very significant amount of countries are now doing this. They're telling you that things like Holocaust begin with just calling names or making jokes about people. It's about what you say, and, that, and this is this feeling society. But the reason that's even being discussed in their parliament or lawmakers is because they now want to weaponize speech and make the words you say a crime. Now, we go back to Wyoming. Matthew Shepard, gay kid, got killed, very horrible, tortured for just being gay. That is a hate crime. Guys, I got him because he was gay, tortured him, killed him. And that's where some of these laws, and they, they serve great purposes. That's not my point. My point is it is now all being weaved together to include speech. 
I'm going to play a one-minute clip because I want you to keep this in mind. You, you now make a point of that's, that's an investment criteria for you. Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors, and at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. 54% uh, of the incoming class are women. We, we added four more points in terms of diverse uh, employment this year. And it, if it, you know, what we are doing internally is if you don't achieve these levels of impact, it, your compensation could be impacted, okay? We're doing the same thing. And so it's just, it, you have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. And that's not just not recruiting. It is development, as Ken said. And ultimately, it's still going to take time, but I am just as much shocked as Ken is that we have not seen more opportunities. And we're going to have to force change. That's the head of BlackRock. Controls most of the investments in the United States. So the top of the pyramid, the guy sitting to his left was American Express. In this planned organization, it's all tied together. Now they want to force. Now they're going to start forcing words because it's all about comply. Let's listen to the people of Ireland. So the Minister for Justice has said that there's like a public outcry for this hate speech bill, but um, didn't provide any evidence. Actually, the evidence is on the contrary, because 73% of people have said that they don't want anything to do with this bill. So, is the minister lying? Show us the evidence. Um, I'm going to put our email address down here. And you should show, throw her an email and say, show us the evidence for what you're saying. Um, because otherwise, she's lying to the public. What, are we living in a dictatorship here? Because um, that's what it feels like sometimes, where the government are like, no, this is what we're doing, we're informing you, and if you don't like it, tough. The government is supposed to work for the people. Um, and you can tell by uh, the Minister for Justice body language that I don't even think she's comfortable with this bill. So drop her a little email and tell her, show us the evidence, because we deserve that. Um, they lied too much to the public, and they continue to lie to the public. They think we're stupid. So what we're going through here in the United States of America is going on everywhere. And that's why I always told you, this is a world war. We are in World War III. It's just a different type of war. It's a war prosecuted with our money. They have weaponized our buying, our funds, our retirements against ourselves. Now, Ireland's doing the same thing we hear. 77% of the people want this. They're, they're putting out propaganda because they've got to bend the people. This has been drafted specifically to silence the Irish people from opposing the social agenda and the mass immigration agenda that's going on right now. Um, the you have to also understand, key point he said, in these countries that have a lot of conservative family values, they can be liberal in some things, but strong faith, strong conservative values about family, they're flooding those countries with immigrants. 
same MO they're doing here in the United States. This has been drafted specifically to silence the Irish people from opposing the social agenda and the mass immigration agenda that's going on right now. Um, the Justice Minister said that under this legislation, another protected group would be migrant status, which means that people complaining about migrants or so-called refugees who are being dumped en masse now in small Irish towns and communities they could be targeted for hate speech. We also had a government minister come out last year and he talked about these community protests that have been happening in Ireland against mass immigration, against this new plantation. And he said that they were rushing to get the hate speech legislation through so that they could target the, you know, what they call far-right agitators who are basically just people speaking up for these communities. So it's very clear the purpose of this legislation. It's intended to silence the Irish people. It's intended to enshrine in law that you are basically breaking the law if you say that the Irish people are sovereign over Ireland. So 80% of the Irish population does not want this, but 90% of your government voted in favor of it. What does that say about the representation of the people of Ireland? Well, it tells you that, you know, so-called liberal democracy is completely broken i mean th there was a there was a, a study done by uh, it was a think tank related to the economists and irish liberals were celebrating this here that ranked ireland as the eighth most democratic country in the world and as you said these are anti-free speech laws some of the most radical ones we've seen uh, anywhere in the west uh, 80 percent of the public against it they did this public consultation where they accepted submissions um, and it was almost 80 percent of those were opposed to it and it's, yeah, uniform agreement. Even some of the opposition politicians that voted against this weren't against the idea of hate speech laws in principle. They were opposed to certain parts of this legislation. But, the, you know, this is your liberal democracy. This is the eighth most democratic country in the world, according to globalist uh, NGO think tanks. Uh, you know, they talk about democracy. What they really mean is openness, right? What they really mean is is pluralism. It's the opposite of democracy. Uh, they, you know, they rank freedom democracy based on how much the popular will is silenced, right? They always talk about this scare word of populism. Uh, and that's that's how this legislation has passed. It's been globalist NGOs that have been encouraging this, that have been drafting it. The politicians, really, I think a lot of the ones that voted for it don't even know what's in this. I mean, the final vote, as this went through the first House of Parliament, there was four members of Parliament present, one government minister. Um, so the, the politicians aren't even really paying attention to this stuff. You know, one of the NGOs that was super involved with this, and, you know, we say NGOs, many of these are government funded but one was the irish network against racism which is part of a european structure called the european network against racism which is funded by george soros any of this sound familiar any of it sound familiar we are in the midst of a global war it's all in the name of Kumbaya, protecting people. We've got to protect you. Racism. Oh, my goodness. You see the same funders. You see the same people involved. You see the lawmakers not showing up, but they passed a vote. Does it sound very same? It's the same scenario they're doing here. That's why I need you to open your eyes. That's why I need you to open your eyes as to understand if we don't activate, we're over. Now, I want to remind you about Ireland. Most people forget, here we sit in 2023. 
But it wasn't even two decades ago that the Irish were in their own war killing each other over church, whether you were Christian or Catholic. Most people don't even know about that. Most people don't under, even understand what was going on and how the government came in, shut it all down, created a war over church. Then the government came in and shut it down. And then the government took over in mass under the name of Democratic Socialism. Same thing they're trying to push here in the United States. It all begins this way. It all begins this way. It's a, and, and that word, I want to let you know, that's why they keep on putting Democrat, Democratic, Democratic society. That's their redefinition of a democratic society. We are a republic, a constitutional republic. Who else was a republic? That's right, Ireland. So as we take a look at, they told us, and I told you they told us, one more time, it's now done with our money. You, you now make a point of, that's, that's an investment criteria for you. Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're, gonna, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors. And, and It's an investment criteria. That's one of the things we're asking of the, con the companies. You have to force it. He sits at the top of the pyramid of those four companies that control $22 trillion. Let me remind you. Your purchases are murdering America. Most people swear they love America, yet they are killing America one shopping cart at a time. Four woke mega funds control $22 trillion, and they pushed all the brands into just 11 companies. Let's just look at lotions, hand cream, soaps, and detergents. When you spend your money, and you go shopping here that money goes right out the door and as it's distributed and broken apart it goes into that dark ugly icky funnel of money that funnels to impacting america negatively your money funds black lives matter critical race theory antifa the trans agenda you have to make a choice to save America, folks. Make woke go broke. Click will teach you. Quit pumping, pumping, pumping your money into these woke companies. You have to choose to save America. Do it now. Go to make woke go broke. Click. Make woke go broke. Click. Do it now. Zod, our friend and family in Australia, same thing. They're changing the face of the globe. It's all about money. They're changing the face of the globe. Uh, let me do this real queer. Uh, queer. Let me do this right here. Uh, share with you. Um, first, let's share with you this. That make woke go broke dot click commercial you see. I have been telling you for a long time. Think about how this is speeding up, this evolutionary process of them taking over. I'm hoping today you understand this is a global war, like I've been telling you. And so many people think they can't do anything. Here's one of the key things you can do right here. 
if you don't stand up and fight back just with your money, that's all you got to do. Your own household. Worry about it. It's even tighter. Don't, don't worry about your state. Don't even worry about the nation. Worry about your own household. Just down to your household. If you will just wake up in your own home, that's it. In your own home and swap out your products. That's it. That's all you have to do to divest yourself of the fucking cabal down to your home. If you'll just look at several hundred products that you can swap out in your home and swap them out with a company, American made, American owned, American families, American job, not part of the cabal that will take care of it for you. Make sure you got great products, great prices. If you'll do that, you'll defund these rat bastards. It really is as simple as that. But did you ever think of the day we'd have to be promoting, hey, okay, well, buy your beef here, no hormones, no antibiotics, no global cabal, no control, no this, no MRA. Did you ever think we'd even have to be fighting over our food supply? They're going to get to their agenda if we don't wake up. So this is where I'm, go woke, folks. Wake the fuck up from that standpoint and defund them. That's that's it. We have to defund this. We have to defund this. And it's all part of a leveraged plan. That's why I do Jovan Loves Gold. JovanLovesGold.com. It may seem like a simple promo to you, but no, it is what the hell is going on. BlackRock, CEO, those are the guys that invest your retirement and pensions. Think about how many school teachers, firemen, police, all of this control your, your pensions. Truck drivers, those are the guys that do it. They're losing money hand over fist in your retirement because it ain't about you. It's about them. And they're using your money to kill the system. We're the funders of this crap. I would ask you to go to jovanlovesgold.com, please. jovanlovesgold.com. We do this partnership with Gold Co. because of this. Get the free 2023 gold IRA kit Americans are using to protect their retirement savings. Fill out the form, get the information. I'm not telling you buy gold. I'm not telling you buy silver. That's not what it's about first. First, it's getting your noggin straight. Everything I do in my program is for a reason. Everything I do in my program is for a reason. We've got to set ourselves free. These lawmakers aren't going to set us free. Listen to, again, BlackRock. This is BlackRock. This is the guy at the top of that pyramid. Listen again. You, you now make a point of that's, that's an investment criteria for you. Well, behaviors are going to have to change. And this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors. And at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. And how does that work? Oh, you want to start up your company. Oh, you need a billion dollars to expand. Okay, you're going to do this, 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 and this, and we'll give you the money. We don't care if you're profitable, but but you're going to change all of this in your organization, and you're going to make all your people comply. You you now make a point of that's that's an investment criteria for you. Well, behaviors are going to have to change, and this is one thing we're going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors and. and now, you know why I do this. Your purchases are murdering America. Most people swear they love America, yet they are killing America one shopping cart at a time. Four woke megafund. Do you understand what's going on? 
Some people will say, what's going on? It's just a commercial. No, <laughs> no. It's your escape plan. It is the saving of our country plan. Because it's all about us. Anyway, so they're talking about hate speech. And they're talking about they got to control the speech. And they're talking about, well, words are even worth a crime. How do they make people believe this fallacy? Just like you saw the Irish lawmaker trying to tell you the Holocaust started because, well, there were words, there were jokes, there were insults. It's because the media is in on it. The man who killed 11 worshipers and injured seven others at Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue in 2018, the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history, was found guilty on all 63 felony, uh, felony counts, including federal hate crimes charges. One of the things that was so central to that case was the hate that was roiling within him and how that happened at the time in the middle of Donald Trump's presidency. Can you please talk about how the, the Tree of Life Synagogue um, murders is tangentially related to the atmospherics around Donald Trump? What strongmen like him do is they come in and they address themselves to every form of extremists. They create like a big tent. So you have uh, racists who hate black and brown people, you have anti-Semites, you have neo-Nazis. All of these people found a place in Donald Trump's movement. And it was important that he called it a movement at the beginning because there are extremists such as lone wolf actors who don't like parties and establishments. You have anti-government extremists. They don't maybe like parties, they like movements. And so there's a reason that hate crimes of all types, anti-black, anti-Asian, anti-Semitic, all skyrocketed during Donald Trump's presidency. He gave out the message that he rewarded lawlessness, that he appreciated lawlessness. And that was the point of him saying he could stand on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and not lose any followers. That was clear from January 2016. You see how they're trying to rewrite, rewrite history? Who was bussing in Antifa? Well, according to them, it was Donald Trump. Who was telling Antifa to burn down buildings and shoot people? Well, according to them, it was Donald Trump. This is a war, folks. I'll give you the connecting tissues. If you actually lifted a finger to make the woke go broke and their numbers start going down and you're taking away the shopping, and you're not feeding it to the system anymore, all of those companies that pump their advertising into the networks brings them down too. The networks start getting defunded. It's double angle defunded. When you're walking away from cable, you're defunding them, but they're still getting ad dollars. When you hit the companies and take your dollars away from the companies, those dollars go right down to the advertising. That's where they start cutting first. When there's no advertising, they stop pushing the agenda because they have to flex again to try to bring everybody back in. It is all connected to your dollars. I'm going to play that for you again because I think it's worth watching. Watch how they're trying to tie this person who just got convicted for the hate crimes in the synagogue. Watch how it was not about the convictions that were received. It is about, well, it was Donald Trump who really did it. Listen again. The man who killed 11 worshipers and injured seven others at Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue 
in 2018, the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history, was found guilty on all 63 felony, felony counts, including federal hate crimes charges. One of the things that was so central to that case was the hate that was roiling within him and how that happened at the time in the middle of Donald Trump's presidency. Can you please talk about how the, the Tree of Life synagogue um, murders is tangentially related to the atmospherics around Donald Trump? What strong men like him do is they come in and they address themselves to every form of extremists. They create like a big tent. So you have uh, racists who hate black and brown people. You have anti-Semites, you have neo-Nazis. All of these people found a place in Donald Trump's movement. And it was important that he called it a movement at the beginning because there are extremists such as lone wolf actors who don't like parties and establishments. You have anti-government extremists. They don't maybe like parties, they like movements. And so there's a reason that hate crimes of all types, anti-black, anti-Asian, anti-Semitic, all skyrocketed during Donald Trump's presidency. He gave out the message that he rewarded lawlessness, that he appreciated lawlessness. And that was the point of him saying he could stand on Fifth Avenue and shoot someone and not lose any followers. That was clear from January 2016. Now you know the real movement is the media. It's about free. The man who killed 11 worshipers and injured seven. A movement, if there ever was one. You need to understand it's a narrative. That's right, Desi. What about the trans movement? You have to understand what we're fighting. And you have to understand how to show up, stand up, and fight back. It is so painfully simple to fight back if you just take one step. Okay, as we keep on going... Conflict is critical to this mess. Promoting bigotry. The so-called sisters of perpetual indulgence are not community heroes. They are nothing more than an anti-Catholic hate group. For years, these so-called sisters have desecrated the Catholic faith. Their acts are grotesque and mock the faith of millions in Los Angeles, including many of the players and coaches on the field tonight. Honoring anti-Christian bigots isn't tolerance. It is a celebration of hatred. Reclaim America back is responsible for the content of this advertising. Now, I play that for you because you know that out in L.A., they had this appreciation day and they were having these very people that are guys dressed up as nuns. And they do incredibly sacrilegious crap, like having gay men in high heel shoes crawl up on a cross with Jesus and face hump him. I kid you not, even I won't play it. But if you wanted a poll of America, if you watched yesterday and saw some of those clips, the stadium was almost empty. People revolted. There were tens of thousands of people outside the stadium. They refused to go in. I'm talking, there couldn't have been 100 people in a stadium that will fit 20,000. Because now people are waking up and understand this is being forced on us. Forced on us. Now, one of the ways you understand now, so you see the government's doing it. You see they're forcing this agenda on us. You see they're forcing us with their money. It is all a plan. Let me show you what not too long ago, Twitter claimed was the reason they banned something. One of the people at Twitter banned the documentary, What is a Woman? I'm going to show you two segments. 
that they said were hate speech. How long have you been uh, running the shop here? 25 years. Wow. Now, you had an incident here a little while ago that went really viral online. Uh, lots of reaction in the public. Aberdeen Councilwoman Tiesa Meskis confronted owner Don Sucre about a sign he posted in his store. One day I just put the sign up over here and uh, he came around the corner and I stopped. I want to remind you, this was when they were going after Dr. Seuss as a racist book and they had just canceled it. He put up a funny in his window next to a Dr. Seuss book in his little retail shop, expressing his free speech. How long have you been uh, running the shop here? 25 years. Wow. Now, you had an incident here a little while ago that went really viral online. Uh, lots of reaction in the public. Aberdeen Councilwoman Tiesa Meskis confronted owner Don Sucre about a sign he posted in his store. One day I just put the sign up over here and uh, he came around the corner and I thought, okay, I recognize him. I says, uh, oh, I recognize you. You're our new city councilman. He says, no, I'm your new city councilwoman. So it was, it was kind of on from there. You know what? It's bullshit. No, what you're spouting is bullshit. Uh, no, it's not. Trans it women are women, sir. That sign is bullshit. I've been doing this 25 years. I've never had a problem with anybody, whether they're gay, transsexual, anything. Now, you're saying councilman, he, this individual was saying, I'm a woman. Right. And, then, and you said you're not a woman. How, how, how do okay. you know that that person's not a woman? How do I know? Yeah. Well, uh... Common sense. Trans women are women. Doesn't doesn't the science say that if someone identifies as a woman, then they are? No, no. Now that's completely bogus. I don't care if you think you're a sheepdog, and you come into my store. It don't matter to me. Just don't come in and try to shove that shit down my throat. If it makes someone feel better. What about their, their feelings? I, mean, I don't give a shit about their feelings. I'm old. What about the Star Wars universe? Jar Jar Binks, pansexual, do you think? Transgender? Um, why, would I, why would I even care? It's, if it's his truth. Well, it ain't true. You're not a scientist. You're not a gender studies major. Or are you? No. no? Okay. How do you know that you're a man? How do I know that I'm a I guess because I got a dick. That was banned. That discussion was banned. I'm going to show you another one from the same stuff. That was banned as hate speech. I show, When that person walked in the store long ago, I showed you that video of that exchange. And that was a city council person who demands now to be called a woman went into the store went into the store and attacked this fellow for his little sign that said the new Dr. Seuss book. And they're trying to say he was being hateful. Now, I've shown you how all this works together for compliance. You don't want to get shut down because you're being hateful. Now, you watch that exchange. There was nothing hateful in that exchange. It was a person expressing their opinion, which they have the right to do on his private property, which is his retail store, which he has a right to do. Putting up a sign that was clearly a joke. Oh, wait, but we saw Ireland says, well, the joke started. 
Now you understand why they've started going after comedians. Because they don't want you to have the excuse, oh, it was just a joke. We were making fun, so you can't ban it. So let me ask you a question. Was that hate speech or is this hate speech? I'm so, yeah, I'm welcome here. I am welcome here. No, you're not. You're not welcome here. Yes, Kate I am. Is not welcome here. I am welcome we don't here. Give a fuck about Trumpers. Local Blair White is welcome here. No, you're not welcome Let's here. fucking go. Yeah, no. You're not welcome here. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is Nazi. Nazi right here. We don't. We don't take Nazis here. Oh. No, no. See what happens when the government and the media takes over weak minds. Let me show you another part that was banned. No, no longer. It's been lifted. But it was originally banned as hate speech. This dialogue. How exactly did, did this get into the courts to begin with? Right. So what happened is we set up a meeting with BC Children's Hospital. And according to the BC Children's Hospital website, there's going to be a thorough evaluation. And I'm thinking, good, this is going to be the end of it all. They're going to clearly see that my child is not the opposite sex. So my ex-wife brings my child into BC Children's Hospital. I get a call less than an hour into that appointment is that they were going to pump her full of cross-sex hormones within the hour. And I put a halt to that. I said, no. They agreed to, to stop for the moment. They figured, well, let's get the dad on board too. This is all going to be better. Let's just get everybody on the same page. I said, it's not going to happen. So I get a letter from BC Children's Hospital in December of 2018. And it says that under the BC Infants Act, they will start injecting my child with cross-sex hormones. And I have two weeks to respond with legal action if I so choose. And so that's how I ended up in court because I did respond with legal action. So you called your daughter a she and you you went to jail for that? It's considered criminal violence to uh, not use the preferred pronouns. It is no different than let's say I were to take a broomstick and whack one of my kids over the head. So they were treating it in a similar fashion that misgendering, mispronouning my child was the equivalent of family violence. Is she on the hormone pills now? She is. The court ordered that she could do whatever she wanted. Now, that's in British Columbia, where they pushed through a lot of these laws. You saw it was the BC Infants Act. It all slides under under law, weaponizing words. And it's now a criminal act. That just happened over the last year. The father did go to jail for referring to his own daughter as a she because they deemed it a hate crime of speech because it was hateful speech. And when he called his own daughter a she, and he should know, he was hurting her. And that was violence. Now, see, the problem is who defines what's hate speech or what's not? You see what's coming? You see why you need to get involved in a more deep, meaningful way? It begins with your own pantry and cabinets. Here's Elon. When everybody was talking about, he's coming in and he's going to let hate speech go wild. When they controlled Twitter, but he came in to rescue it. It's obviously not filled with hate speech. Like Anyone who uses it knows that. Well, the media keeps trying to say that. They keep publishing these articles. It's yeah. hate speech is on the rise. Hate speech 2000 is on the rise. 2,000%. Yeah, it's totally increase. false. Yeah. Yeah. Hate speech. <laughs> yeah, it's completely false. The, the view counts are um, down by a third, maybe a half. Uh, and that's despite usage of the you know, all-time record usage of Twitter. 
And how do they define hate speech is a is a big question mark. I think. Well, it turned out one of the ways that it, one of the hate speech terms was literally George Soros. His name. <laughs> yes, just saying it. We count it as a hate speech thing. So I thought, well, you That's know, wild. maybe the definition is a little broad. Yeah. So um, calling him Magneto <laughs> is considered hate speech. I mean, you know, it's like... It's not love It's speech. a comic book, you know. It's like, let's <laughs> relax, you know. It's not the end of the world here. Does that make you Professor X or... <laughs> Who's Professor X in this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know a lot of smart people. I, I think we'll be fine. Like, I think the advertisers at this point are um, comfortable with the fact that Twitter is uh, going to be you know, fair and, and, and not sort of a haven of hate type of thing. Um, and they've, they've used it enough to, for, for themselves at this point to, like, they know that from their usage, it's, it's actually fine. Um, we've vastly reduced the amount of spam and scam stuff that happens on, on Twitter. Um, it's quite rare at this point to see uh, spammers, whereas my feed used to be filled with them before. I think we, we can, we're not going to make all advertisers happy, but I think we'll make most of them uh, happy. And uh, um, there would be enough that are happy that, uh, to support the, you know, this platform. Uh, but we're, we're not going to uh, compromise on free speech. When you can weaponize speech, which now they're trying to do globally, even down to jokes, like the kid who posted a meme, hey, if you want to vote for Hillary, text here and just do it by your phone, who they're more than likely, because there's trial and stuff's coming up, going to send them to jail. And it's because they do not want people to speak out. This is why... You have to fight them in the pocketbook. It's the only answer. You got to take yourself out of the system because they fund every bit of it with your money. To me, this is hate speech. I'm so, yeah, I'm welcome here. I am welcome here. No, you're not. You're not welcome here. Yes, Kate I am. Is not welcome here. I am welcome we don't here. Give a fuck about Trumpers. Local Blair White is welcome no, here. Let's here. fucking go. You're not welcome here. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's hey, this is Nazi. Nazi right here. We don't. We don't take Nazis here. Um, no Nazi sympathizers. No Nazi sympathizers. I'm not a Nazi. They try to take my hat. Let's go. All sanctioned because the government has isolated them, hyphenation, right? The gay community turned it into something bigger. It used to just be the gay community. Now it's all the way to you can't call a pedo a pedo. You got to understand how this does. And when the government can get a hold of you and convince you, well, we're trying to save you, they've turned you into their soldiers. They've turned you into their jackboot brown, uh, uh, brown shirts. This is why free speech is so critical. To me, what was going on there was hate speech, not what we've seen. So now we're going to dive into the very last thing I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a debate that a college professor had. 
regarding let's just deal with the truth. And what he's doing with his gender studies class is he is showing how in the movement that go that is going on now that pedophilia is at the core of it. Pedophilia is at the core of it. Get ready. Very interesting debate. Here we go. Okay, so actually, actually, it seems you're acting like this is a spurious connection. So we're going to play Jeopardy. This is, we're going to play queer theory, we're going to play queer theory, pedophilia, Jeopardy. Okay, answer. Uh, commonly called the godfather of queer theory. Who is Foucault? Who is Foucault? I got it. Okay, 100 points. Um, Foucault, uh, another way to ask this is who argued, no, I guess the answer would be, argued for the eradication of age of consent laws as in down to infants? Who is Foucault? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, next one. Um, uh, the author of the, the, author of the uh, founding document of queer theory. Who is Gail Rubin? Um, what percentage? No, no, the answer is 50%. Question is? The amount in that article that was a defense of pedophilia, specifically, quote, boy lovers, so men who fuck boys. Oh. Wow. And since you're not believing me, quote, quote, this is in the founding document of queer theory. Like communists and homosexuals in the 1950s, Boy lovers are so stigmatized that it is difficult to find defenders of their civil liberties, let alone for their erotic orientation. That's in the founding document of queer theory. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm using facts. <laughs> a thousand, a thousand apologies. One must never let facts in the way. Oh, and she also compared, by the way, she compared pedophilia, she compared pedophilia to uh, a preference for spicy food. Um, the thing is, I have never heard of anyone who has to have years of therapy because they ate hot and sour soup. Okay, so up to 200. Now it is, uh, now it is, now it is pedophilia and queer theory for 300. Uh, that would be author of uh, Macho Sluts. Well, author of Macho Sluts and Public Sex. Pat Califia. Wait, 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 what was it somebody said? Stay relevant. I want to address a comment. Tammy Tansley say, good morning. The only way to stop this BS that's going on against God's creation the only way to stop this BS that's going on with God, God's creation is stop exposing it, advertising it, arrest them, have a good day. I'm on my way to church like everybody else should this morning. God is love and is sharing and caring. And when it comes to young children, they don't need to see it. The parents need to tell them to teach them right and wrong, not the devil. You're right. So let me address this. I'm not sure who you're talking to, Tammy. That's why I'm very keen on words. I'm sorry I can't join you for, at church today. You just might want to forgive me for being a Jew. 
having different beliefs and my Sabbath being on Saturday. For me, you won't find me going to church on Sunday, something that was created in the 5th century. If you're talking about me playing this on my program, that's why I say I, I can't really tell. Stop exposing it, advertising it, and arrest them. None of us have the ability to arrest them. They want the ability to arrest us. And I personally think, yes, people should be arrested when they're caught in the act. When they're caught in the act. Otherwise, we'd be doing the same thing the left does on January 6th. Arresting people for intent. And we can't do that because we have free speech and we have rights. See, this is a very slippery slope, but it all goes down to free speech. A person can say they're a minor attracted person has as horrible as that is. You're right. Saying it and doing it are two different things. We have to be very, very careful with this. Now, the reason I expose it is so we can stop it. Because to not expose it, to not talk out about it, is to condone it. Contrary to what you may believe, I think God's looking for us to activate. We cannot pray our way out of this one. We cannot outvote this one. Yes, you could go to church behind those walls and think that will fix it all. But also, church is not God, and God is not church. Church is man-made. We're two or more gathered in his name and discuss it. We're having church. And the fact that we just brought up God, we're having church. And you're right. Faith has absolutely nothing to do with the building. Zero. That building won't save anybody. Your faith and acting upon that faith is what saves ourselves. Acting on our face. Acting and cutting off the system. It's why I do what I do. To give you a path to take back your power. And so on my program, this is not advertising it. This is exactly exposing it. But if we don't expose it, talk about it, express it, and deal with it and act, we are complicit. And that means we're trapped by the evil plan because we're letting the evil plan proceed. I, for one, refuse to do that. Okay, so actually, actually, it seems you're acting like this is a spurious connection. So we're going to play Jeopardy. This is, we're going to play queer theory, we're going to play queer theory, pedophilia, Jeopardy. Okay, answer. Uh, commonly called the godfather of queer theory. Who is Foucault? Who is Foucault? I got it. Okay, 100 points. Um, Foucault, uh, another way to ask this is who argued no, I guess the answer would be argued for the eradication of age of consent laws as in down to infants. Mm -hmm. 
Who is Foucault? <laughs> Thank you. Okay, next one. Um, uh, the author of the the author of the uh, founding document of queer theory. Who is Gail Rubin? Who is Gail Rubin? Um, what percentage? No, no. The answer is fifty percent. Question is the amount in that article that was a defense of pedophilia, specifically quote boy lovers, the men who fuck boys. Oh. And since you're not believing me, quote, quote, this is in the founding document of queer theory. Like communists and homosexuals in the 1950s, boy lovers are so stigmatized that it is difficult to find defenders of their civil liberties, let alone for their erotic orientation. That's in the founding document of queer theory. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm using facts. <laughs> a thousand, a thousand apologies. One must never let facts in the way. Oh, and she also compared, by the way, she compared pedophilia, she compared pedophilia to uh, a preference for spicy food. Um, the thing is, I have never heard of anyone who has to have years of therapy because they ate hot and sour soup. Okay, so up to 200. Now it is, uh, now it is, now it is pedophilia and queer theory for 300. Uh, that would be author of uh, Macho Sluts. Well, author of Macho Sluts and Public Sex. Pat Califia. Wait, wait, wait. What was it somebody said? Stay relevant. Okay, let's talk, let's talk about uh, Pat Califia. Okay, here's something from one of uh, Pat Califia's books. You know, it's really interesting. It's really interesting that when I actually start talking about the relationship between queer theory and anarchism and pedophilia, that uh, it becomes, they, they really want to shut me up now. Um, Okay, so here's Pat Califia. Pat Califia. Oh, wait, 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 just a second. Just a second. I was accused of homophobia because I am against pedophilia. Who is it who actually makes the connections between that? Okay, here's something by Pat Califia. Pat Califia has written, any child old enough to decide whether or not she or he wants to eat spinach, play with trucks, or wear shoes is old enough to decide whether or not she wants to run around naked in the sun, masturbate, sit in someone's lap, or engage in sexual activity, by which she does not mean play doctor, she means with adults. And she's very clear about that because she also says that uh, pedophiles should be more and not less uh, invested in children's lives. Okay, so we're at 300. 400 is... Uh, the most famous uh, queer theorist of today. Answer. No, it is not Judith Butler. It's who is Ju Judith Butler? Okay, Judith Butler is the most uh, famous queer theorist of the day. 
Uh, and I have a serious question for everybody who's hating me uh, in a moment. Um, except I have to spell intergeneration correctly. Okay. Um, I see you, all of you supporters yeah. here, who Good. do not care about trans people's lives. Every person here supports Okay. 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 Here's a great quote from Judith Butler. Here's a great quote from Judith Butler. Okay, so, so Judith Butler wrote, so I keep adding this qualification. When incest is a, so I keep adding this qualification. When incest is a violation, suggesting I think there may be occasions in which it's not. Why would I talk that way? Well, I do think that there are probably forms of incest that are not necessarily traumatic, and which, or which gain their traumatic character by virtue of the consciousness of social stain that they produce. Yeah, that's Judith Butler. That's one of, that's one of the queer heroes. Okay, now, now we have, we have uh, uh, for 500, uh, we have um, the last one in the queer theory and pedophilia. Uh, the answer is queer theorist who has spoken out strongly against pedophilia. Zero. Who is no one. Not a single one. Because the entire thing is based on transgressing. Yeah, I know. Dear fucking God. Okay, okay, the question is, the question is, okay, the question is, okay, so we have like two minutes left, and Well, of course not. What I'm saying is that queer theory promotes pedophilia. Queer theory itself. And I, I, gave, I gave citations from actual queer theorists. Or we could talk about Allen Ginsberg. He has some dreadful lines about how children would get used to our lovemaking if, uh, if only the adults would stay out of it. Hakeem Bey. Hakeem Bey, for God's sake. Um, so my point is, my point is, this is, this is not... Queer theory, I think, is really hard. And thank you for asking respectfully. You were the one who asked, right? <laughs> um, yes, I think queer theory is, is a really harmful philosophy. And I want to be really clear that... Yeah, it has nothing to do with homosexuality. And it emerged in the 1980s really as a response to... Uh, a lot of, uh, especially lesbian feminist ideas. And it also emerged through postmodernism, which we can talk about or not if you want. But the point is that I think that it is, it is a mistake to, some of the strongest opponents of queer theory are lesbians mm -hmm. and 
there are also a lot, not as many, but there are a large number of, of gay men who are very strongly opposed to queer theory. On that, um... So I thought this was an exceptionally valuable exchange. And what you're able to ascertain from it is if you don't know the source material and you don't know history, you don't know where certain things come from. You heard, I would assume, lesbians in his class attacking him because they're saying, you're saying you're against homosexuality. And he kept on saying, no, I'm not. You're... If you don't believe in trans rights and you you see this is how they capture young minds. When you deal into facts and discuss, they don't want to discuss anymore. That is why they want to criminalize free speech because the few in his room that did not support it didn't even want to talk about it and get absolute facts would just have to say that's hate speech, and boom, he'd be shut down. Do you now understand how all of this ties together? The system does not give one rat's iota about gay rights, trans rights, homophobe rights, none of it. They're just using it. Why? You, you now make a point of that's, that's an investment criteria for you. Well, behaviors are going to have to change. And this is one thing we're, going to, we're asking companies. Uh, you have to force behaviors. And at BlackRock, we are forcing behaviors. It is all about forcing behaviors. Period. It is all about total control top to bottom, period. It is coming disguised as freedom, as liberty, as fairness, as diversity, as equity, as equality. And yeah, many will say, that man is a danger to society and he should be locked up. I, I don't know if you're talking about BlackRock or if you're talking about the professor. Yeah, the kids will say that about the professor. And BlackRock, he can't be locked up for saying, if you want to do business with my company, you're going to do diversity equity. You can't lock them up for that. That too would be wrong. The only thing you can do is wake up and defund him. Locking him up, Larry Fink, for his beliefs and how he chose to do it in cooperation with Obama and a lot of others is not the answer because locking him up won't stop it. You think if somebody went and locked him up today that this would fix itself? No, it won't. And by the way, He's free to have those beliefs and speech. He exercises more power than us. Do you know why he exercises so much power? It's real simple, because he activated. 
And that guy who activates against you grouped with other people that activated the same way as him. And look at the control they have because they grouped together and activated. Get the moral of the story? There's 2 million of us right now, a little over 2 million doing make woke go broke dot click. And we're kicking the dog shit out of the system in a big way. But what if we got to 4 million? It was less than 1% of the United States population in the American Revolution that actually stood up and fought. But we won against the largest superpower, the most well-funded and well-trained army in the world. But we won. That's why you don't go lock up Mr. Fink for his belief in his investments. By the way, that's his company. That's his right. He did deals with his buddies to control that money. Do you actually know that's not a crime? That's just networking. And that's why the responsibility falls on you. It's all about us, folks. Whether we like it or not, you want this shit to stop? You have to do something. And you know what it's not? It's not complaining. You know also what it's not? It's not just praying. It's actions. Personal responsibility and actions. No one has a right to complain about Larry Fink corralling that money if you're not even taking personal actions in your life, knowing that he weaponized your money, knowing that he weaponized even the fucking soap in your shower or bathtub. Think about that. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. There's a great moral in that. And too many of us sit back and do nothing but bitch a lot. Too many of us think, well, okay, we'll walk into the church and we'll pray about it. It'll fix. It won't. It's always been about action. It will always be about action. I have a simple goal, just to get our 2 million people up to 4 million people. You think we're kicking ass now with make what go broke dot clit. What if we got 2 million or 2 more million people doing it? Think about it. Recognize your power. Recognize the power you have. If you have the power to kick Bud Light in its gender-bending balls and will probably take down that company, now imagine if you apply it to everything you shop and buy. Donna's right. Locking him up would be like locking us up for doing make what go broke. You're right. You're right. We can't also foster and live in a double standard. Therefore, it is only, 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 only about action. And I cannot stress it more. You want to put a dent in the $22 trillion these guys control? 
fucking work on your retirement and get that out of their hands. You want to kick their ass and defund them, which will defund the news and defund everything else? Take your money back out of the system of you buy. That's what needs to be defunded. But predominantly, the nation is fucking lazy, and that's why we have this. This is our fault, folks. This is our fault. We did it. We allowed it because all we did was pray about it. Or we turned a blind eye to it. I don't want to hear this. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to advertise and promote that yet. Here we are, folks. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Everything I do is connected. I'm trying to offer an escape plan because I deeply love my nation. I care about you, and I even care about the kids in the class yelling about your transphobe because I will still take a bullet to the head trying to save this country so even they can be who they are. I'm only asking one thing of you. Does this saving of the country really come down that you're just not going to change your brand of soap because it's too inconvenient or your dishwashing detergent or your toothpaste? or your snack products, or your vitamins. Is that really too hard to do? To a system that sold you out, that now uses your money to take over our world, is that really too hard for you to do? If not for yourself, how about for your grandchildren or your children, or maybe your neighbors, maybe your family, maybe the people you love? Is it really too hard for you to do? By the way, if you look for an excuse not to, you'll find one. But see, that'll be on you. You're just looking for an excuse. I'm looking for you to activate. I'm looking for you to do something. I'm looking for you to stand up, show up, and push back on this evil because it's all about money. It is all about money. And the things we shop for fund this. And those big companies get sweet deals and control your retirement because they fund all the campaigns, the people that that do this to us. And they want to keep them in this office so they can keep on controlling everything we buy. The vicious cycle must break. You must get angry and selfish. This comes right into your home. Yes, it's a global war. Yes, every state's involved on every level. But if you're not willing to take responsibility for your own freaking habits at home, I just think you don't have the right to bitch and cuss. Stand by the sideline. Hope like hell you don't get killed in the process by these guys. And as we that activated fix this, At least thank God for patriots that are willing to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. Or join us. Because it's when people band together in a common cause, this one adjusts a holy, a right cause, that we can win. And we need you. We need more of you every single day if we're going to win this. Anyway, don't forget our Flag Day show. Think about this. They're even now saying the American flag is a symbol of hate. Wake up, folks. 
that's on our freaking doorstep. Or maybe it's when they take your home and kick your ass out on the street. You'll finally go, oh, I should have changed my soap. There will be a time. This is too late. I'm fighting the clock. Our Flag Day show will rerun. It ran on Friday. Incredible event. Incredible people involved. Very inspirational. It'll rerun today, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time till 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's an eight-hour live broadcast, power-packed, power-packed. Maybe it will remind you of what America is about and what we're facing. I try every day to remind you. We need more people, folks. We need more people who are willing to fight for our rights, our freedoms, our liberty, and our country. Will you please, please, please consider joining this fight to save this country because I believe this country is worth it. I love you all. Have a good day. Please share this program. Happy Father's Day. Your purchases are murdering America. Most people swear they love America, yet they are killing America one shopping cart at a time. Four woke mega funds control $22 trillion, and they pushed all the brands into just 11 companies. Let's just look at lotions, hand cream, soaps, and detergents. When you spend your money and you go shopping here, That money goes right out the door, and as it's distributed and broken apart, it goes into that dark, ugly, icky funnel of money that funnels to impacting America negatively. Your money funds Black Lives Matter, Critical Race Theory, Antifa, the trans agenda. You have to make a choice to save America, folks. Make woke go broke. Click will teach you. Quit pumping, pumping, pumping your money into these woke companies. You have to choose to save America. Do it now. Go to make woke go broke. Click. Make woke go broke. Click. Do it now. 260 million of you shop here weekly. And did you know you spend about $1,400 each year? Two and a half million of you shop here daily and you give them $1,000 each year. Combined, that's a half a trillion dollars annually. And you think it's the American way to shop? Think again. Your hard-earned money is being funneled to bad organizations. The consumable products you buy, well, they're washing America down the drain. Think about where you spend your money. Folks, we have to save America from socialism. We need to make the woke go broke. First things first, and that's America first. You need to follow the money. You need to follow your money and make the woke go broke. So I will show you how to save America from socialism. Go to makewokegobroke.click. Yes, dot click. Makewokegobroke.click. Makewokegobroke.click and do it now.